0: everyone welcome to the cozy mystery book club podcast i'm your creator and hostess angela maria hart better known as @writerahart over on instagram and twitter and books are my heart over on youtube When it comes to all of the sleuthing fun, I am always posting something under at Cozy Mystery Club on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm also over on the website thecozymysterybookclub.com. Those pages are always being updated, and more freebies and extras are always being added. When it comes to celebrating cozy mysteries, I've got you covered across platforms. Today's podcast episode features our June 27th, 2023 YouTube live stream discussion of Tagged for Death by Sherry Harris. Yours truly was joined by two members of the cozy community two soon-to-be-published Cozy Mystery authors, Annie McEwan at Annie McEwen underscore author over on Instagram and Paula Charles at Paula Charles underscore Jonna Rowlands over on Instagram. Both ladies are represented by the same Cozy Mystery literary agent and Paula Charles has her upcoming Cozy Mystery over on Amazon and Goodreads for those who like to pre-order their cozies well in advance. I hope you enjoy our discussion of Tagged for Death by Sherry Harris. Yes, I see the comments are already starting in, which is so amazing. People are already here. I love that people are also doing the poll right away. I posted this on the YouTube channel with, oh, is it five star, four star? People are already doing this. And it looks like everybody's really liked the book so far. And I think my dog just realized that she can hear my voice on YouTube. (laughs) I don't know if you heard the barking. That's Daisy. But we are officially live and let's see if I can do this. I, I, I made the little video last time and I never use it. Where'd it go? So we have the introduction. Yay. Aww. <laughs> Very official. Welcome to the June live stream. And I also made sure that I had your information because I am very happy to have these two lovely ladies be our guests tonight. So I want to make sure that I introduce you so people know where to follow and find you. So we have Paula and here's all of her Instagram information. And so do you want to be called Paula or, or do you want to go by like because you have the two names on your profile?
1: Yeah, but I'm Paula in real okay. life. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure. Because every so
0: often the author has like very specific of like, oh no, i only been known like like this pen name. So I wanted to double check, but Paula is awesome. She's so sweet. Her channel name is Paula Charles underscore Jana Rollins. And she has an upcoming series of crooked lane and level best books. And we also have her best friend, who is also a complete sweetheart, Annie McEwen, underscore author. Here's her Instagram profile. She is so sweet. She also has an upcoming Cozy Mystery Series, and it is the Northwoods Mystery Series. And both of them are represented by a Blue Ridge Literary Agency. And I'm so happy. I feel like I get to say, like, I knew you when, because I both know, like, I know both of you are just been, like so successful. In like five years time, you're going to be on those panels at Malice
1: Domestic. And be like, I knew her before. <laughs> I see it coming. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you. Honored and delighted yeah. to be here.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I am so happy that y'all are doing this. They are so sweet. I got to chat with them at Malice Domestic and they left the biggest smile on my face. They are so awesome. And so I'm so glad that y'all are meeting them tonight because you guys are going to be able to say you knew them when because you're going to go. Oh, their book just came out. I remember them. And you're gonna be like they're lovely and and they're talented. So you guys are getting the inside scoop on these two lovelies. Well, we you're
2: kind of attract you a little bit in the hallway. <laughs> oh my gosh. A little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, Paula, that's Angela. i I think I want to go talk to her. <laughs> you were so sweet and And we ended up spending hours and hours and hours. It was so
0: funny because they acted like starstruck and I'm like, I'm like looking over my shoulder like you're talking to me because, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm very approachable. And so I was very happy wow. that you did work up that courage to come say hi because you just you again, like they were the best way to end Malice Domestic. Like I got to chat with them on the final night and their flight was supposed to have taken off. They ended up staying there kind of by accident. So I was very happy for their little flight discrepancy,
1: <laughs> which I feel badly saying, but I was still very happy about it. Well, we almost made you miss your dinner delivery. And I- <laughs> I would you were worth it.
0: I mean, I know cozy mysteries and food is very important.
1: Very important. <laughs> but you would have
0: been worth it. I would have been, I would have happily missed. It was so funny. This poor guy like got off the elevator and like walked by me, but I was too busy chatting with these lovelies to even notice because like they trumped food. <laughs> That's also a compliment.
1: You starstruck. I have followed you from the very beginning. No. I know.
2: Yeah, you you are a star. Oh. We were so sweet. next thing you know we're hugging in the hallway and just taking selfies and like oh my gosh she's so cool you are so oh, sweet so thank, thank you so much for asking us on here we're like oh oh my gosh so
0: well again I am honored that you said yes and I'm so excited to chat about this book with you because you already told me that you're on book five so I know Annie's <laughs> loved the book Paula said she was. Holding her opinions until tonight's. But I have to ask, did you like our June read? I'm assuming since you're on book five, you enjoyed it
1: immensely. I did like our June read as well. There's a lot of aspects I like. There's a couple of things that really kind of got in my craw. But for the most part, I liked everything about it. I like the protagonist. I love the punny
2: title, all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh, good.
2: Yeah. Same with me. Same with me. I mean, there's everything you, about a book that you're like, oh, I love everything. And there's a couple of mm-hmm. things I'm like, really? But for the most part, plus the Air Force, the whole thing with the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I was the Air Force wife when we first got married. And we lived, we couldn't live on base. There wasn't enough housing, but we still yeah. lived that life. And my husband was security police officer like CJ.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. So I I lived that life, you know, and hearing all of the, language and the lingo and talking about the berets and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it just brought it all back from 20 something years ago. And so that was fun. And plus I grew up the daughter of a major garage sailor <laughs> every week. My mom piled all of us kids in the car and we were garage sailing and I love me a good thrift. <laughs> so, you know, I love flipping stuff. And so, yeah, my, my house is filled with things. I found it garage sales and thrift stores and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, I mean, I cool. have
0: to ask if the language, because you are familiar with the inside of, did it ring true to being the military? Oh, or the spouse exactly. of?
2: Mm-hmm. oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, and in fact, I don't know if there's if anybody on tonight is, you know, former military or been in the military, especially at mm-hmm. the air force, but she used because Fitch air force base isn't a real air force base, but all the roads i noticed all the roads that she used for the base are all named after air force bases oh as i read it, i'm like oh my gosh these are all actual air force bases so i love that that's her nod to actual air force bases so i'm a sucker for little details like that but i was reading i'm like oh my gosh peterson we were we were stationed like by peterson you know and different things like that it's you know just little cute things like that and i thought oh it's spot on everything
0: um, So, yeah I mean my only point of reference is Army Wives and that show hasn't been on lifetime <laughs> in such a long time so I wasn't I, I mean I would have had like the fictional knowledge for another fictional series so it's nice yeah. to know the insider point of view <laughs> yeah it's perfect absolutely
2: perfect so it was pretty that that's what was pretty cool for me um oh,
0: I mean I'm from Massachusetts and I'm in Massachusetts right now and I think she definitely hit spot on with her references oh. I also kind of had that moment of so she mentioned Waltham and I went for my undergrad at Bentley. And I'm like, I live there for three years. I was so excited that there was a random Waltham reference. <laughs> and like she nailed the Lexington Concord area too. Oh. I mean, you can definitely tell that she put a lot of thought into those things because even the green monster ice cream, that was such a random little detail, but I loved it because there's there are local ice cream shops that have things like that. And they actually have one probably like, I think it's a 10 minute drive from where I am right now. They actually have an ice cream called the green monster. And it's not exactly the Oreo cookie one that she was referencing with the little green mitten in it, but they have one of their own. So I know that she's hitting the marks there.
1: I was curious about that. I am on the West coast and I've been Mm -hmm. to Massachusetts twice, but just for vacation, just short time. So Mm -hmm. I was really curious to hear what you would think about the setting if she got that right.
0: I mean, I also, <laughs> I also notice when it comes to some TV shows. I love the middle, and it's the entire premise is that they're in the middle of America. They're lo- they're middle class. In everything's Indiana in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but I notice on the show when they say pop instead of soda, and then one time her friend comes back after living in New York, and he's going. They say purse instead of handbag, or vice versa, and I'm going, yeah, those are differences. But even in the book, the one that I loved was saying carriage and she was picturing Cinderella's carriage instead of the actual just you're pushing the cart in the grocery store. That's what people mm-hmm. do say. And I never would have thought, oh, yeah, Cinderella's carriage, because that's what I grew up with. Like, yeah, you're just pushing this down the stop and shop aisle. But even the references stop and shop Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, I got my Dunkin' Donuts oh, right okay. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Starbucks is harder to come by, there, but there's a Dunkin' Donuts literally every
2: five minutes. <laughs> That's so, Paul and I were talking about that when we were at Malice, weren't we? About yeah. how you like West Coast yeah. is Sybilix, East Coast is Duncan. And then where I'm at in Indiana, where we are in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of a mix, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. now I have to ask, was she right about the whole beef and pizza? Cause I love the So <laughs> They were some of my favorite characters in this book. Me too. Me too. I love them. And I really was hungry every time she went over there. I'm going to go as far as saying they are my favorite characters in the book. Yes. I love the two of them. I love them.
1: Yes.
0: I love that they didn't have the liquor license, but they're like, honey, you need a drink. And they're like giving her the sangria and a little kid's cup. Like they're slipping it to her. I'm like, it's totally illegal and that should never happen. But at the same time, I'm rooting for them to get away with it. And it was so cute. She's (laughs) not paying for it. Okay. Well, even the fake coupon right. she wrote like what was it, 20% off on a napkin, yeah. handed it to her yes.
1: and, handed it back. and then gave it to the guy behind her who was like, I yeah. forgot my coupon. That was so cute. <laughs> and like they didn't contribute to the mystery elements at all. But
0: like no. I wanted every scene to then come back, like, yeah, we're yes. eating at the restaurant tonight.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So great. And I loved Angelo, who was you know, with the coupon. We don't have coupons.
2: We don't do coupons, <laughs> and Rosalie was just like, "Here's your coupon." Just <laughs> <laughs> like ignoring him. <laughs> oh, um, I love them so much. They're my favorite. Yeah, and how they just adopted her, you know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. protective of her. Oh, I love it. That was really
0: sweet because the, she even mentioned when it was Stella, and she asked about Stella, the neighbor who lives in the same complex as she does. And how she asked about, oh, why did she have trouble with the cops? And he hesitated. And there's the line about New Englanders being a little bit harder to get to know or they protect their own. And yet she has the line, but he just takes a deep breath and tells her like, this is what happened. She had issues with drugs. She's overcome it. I'm glad mm-hmm. she's home. But he just told her and he like, he's like, you're one of us now. It was like that one little line kind of let you know as soon as he started telling her like she was now a member of their community, which was really sweet way of doing that.
1: I love it. I thought that the way they embraced her was really sweet in part because so other many people in the book were horrid to her. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm curious as the series continues, if she gets some better friends and the police Mm -hmm. force start treating her a little bit better. I mean, CJ's the one that cheated, yet she's being harassed by his employees.
2: What? (laughs) And that was a, that's something I wasn't real keen on, especially where I'm coming from. (laughs) You know, my husband is a police officer and I'm like, that wouldn't fly.
0: Oh, we even have the comment coming up. Can we talk about the police
1: harassing her? And yeah, was that one, that's what really bothered me, too. That was that
2: And I will I, say. I struggled with that somewhat. That doesn't go on in the other books. But oh, yeah, because right. I was like, this isn't, this wouldn't fly at all. you this, know what I mean? Especially. Yeah. Officer Pellner I, yeah. I hated him. Yes. And then I still didn't
1: buy into his explanation in the end mm-hmm. of, oh, I was trying yeah. to protect you or.
2: Come on. And hit them constantly giving her tickets for everything and, you know. That's the not trying to protect her. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't getting that, you know. And then I can't remember. See, this is why I shouldn't have read all the other ones. She had mentioned, though, on base how you will get a ticket if you go, like, one mile over the speed limit on base. That is, that was, I never got a ticket, but I was warned, make sure you never go over because they are really strict about that. Because there are families everywhere. There's kids everywhere. It's mm-hmm. just a little, you know what I mean. It's your own little town. It's your own little safe space. I always felt so safe the minute I got on base. Which with this book, you kind of wonder <laughs> dead bodies popping up well, you know, everywhere. But there was
1: also a hole in the fence where anybody could come. I in. was wondering yeah. about that. The security was a
0: little that. too lax. Even her plan of getting in on the school bus. That yeah. She, I mean, none of the kids who are. who who have been raised in this environment of security thought to double check, like, hey, there's
1: a 39-year-old woman sneaking on here with us sophomores (laughs) in high school. I mean, she's got a hoodie pulled over her face and stuff. That that
0: should be weird. She even said, like, I wore the pink lip gloss. I had the wraparound sunglasses. But I'm going, if you live on this military base, that's supposed to be, like, a little small community unto itself, wouldn't you notice, like, a random person just joining your group? I'd say, I think the security in our cozy world, we, you know, we have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. The
2: reality. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Right. Oh, no. I was going to say some people were talking about the police harassment because, yeah, it looks like everybody has issues with the way she was treated. I myself was curious about the tickets because wouldn't that increase your insurance? I mean, at this point, she had at
2: least, what, half a dozen, most likely at least eight. (laughs) And she wasn't, it's not like she's rich, you know? So,
1: So that's another thing. Mm -hmm. I was way more concerned about Sarah getting a paying job than Sarah
2: was. Yes. Come on. Yeah. I'm thinking you need to go wait tables at Dinapolis or something, you know? Sheesh. I will say, so... The
0: conclusion she has by the end of the book is that she's going to try and help people with the garage sales, mm-hmm. organize them, do the tagging with the pricing. And again, I live in Massachusetts. The fall, and I mean, yeah. the fall is nice for doing the garage sales. But when it comes to summer, it can be so hot, nobody's gonna wanna be out there. And then you have winter, which can come on pretty quickly. I mean, by November, sometimes you don't really wanna be outside for more than a few minutes at a time. So that's a very limited frame for a job to have garage sales in the spring to early fall months. So I'm kind of curious what she's gonna do for the other six months of the year.
1: That was a note I made too. (laughs) What's she gonna
0: do in the winter? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, is there something else? I mean, I know the library in my local town just had, they had people donate books and then they did their say, they, you know, had them for sale and that helped raise money for the library itself. I mean, there are other things to do with pricing and donations and things like that, but I don't really know what she can do indoors for a garage
2: sale.
1: Well, and because I've only read book one so far and I haven't continued with the series, one thing I was thinking, okay, well, maybe she's, you know, collecting from some of these areas, some of the, the nicer, more expensive things that she's thrifting and then going to sell them online or in a yeah. boutique mall or something for those months. I don't know. <laughs> and
2: she does do a thing where she does start an online garage sale. Kind there of you go. Know. Yeah. That she, and that's kind of the premise of, of one of the books of problems with that. Okay. But,
1: so was that Jill just said they bring up the the weather in book two?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank so. you for knowing that. I love that you, you already read book two and you're like, oh yeah, we got to discuss book <laughs> one and this is what's happening in book two. <laughs> I love that you guys are already reading ahead in this series. That makes me so happy that you enjoyed it that much. But
2: and I think I one of the him- reasons too, I really wanted to get, like read more. I wanted to find out more with Seth and the whole Seth versus CJ, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, Massachusetts, most eligible bachelor. Yeah. So I was
0: about to do the. You just reminded me. So I try and do the poll of what did you think of the book? But the next question is, who would you prefer or who are you rooting for? So or whose team were you on? Were you a CJ, a Seth? Are you
1: thinking we need a third option? Seth. Seth <laughs> seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. I mean, even with the revelation at the end that, you know, CJ maybe didn't do what He thought he did even still. I don't know. The comment to me almost came out of the blue of Sarah once Tiffany confessed to, are we spoilering here? I was going
0: to say, I think we can probably talk about this part. I mean, we're going to get into the mystery at some point, but at the very, the premise is that CJ, the husband cheated on her and the book blurb says that he leaves Sarah, our protagonist for Tiffany, although it's technically one night stand, and she tells him that she's pregnant. So he thinks that he's going to be a father. And then would you like to go on with the revelation?
1: Yeah. So then Sarah, it sounds to me like, unless I'm misremembering, but Sarah's the one that said, no, I'm done. Bull, mm-hmm. get out of mm-hmm. here. I mean, they, they both went their separate ways, but Tiffany at some point admits that no, CJ's just a really hard sleeper. So she climbed in bed with him. She was already pregnant to make him think the baby was his. But then Sarah say, is, you know, thinking about this afterwards, after the confession and thinks, you know, all throughout the book, she's in a, sort of missing CJ in a way. And she's trying to protect him from various things and lamenting on the relationship that they lost because he cheated on her. And then when she finds out that maybe he didn't cheat on her, or then she's thinking, oh, well, I must have been so quick to leave because things weren't right in our marriage anyway. And that to me kind of felt a little out of left field. But I still am team Seth, I think. Yeah, I understand the cheating
0: component. And I understand wanting to leave because once that trust is broken, it's really hard to get back. But I liked how everyone kept asking her, why are you still here? And the answer is pretty clear that she was not ready to totally break away from her old life and not just the base itself. I mean, she has the connections with the friends and volunteering, but she wasn't quite ready to let CJ go because even the statue that they got on their honeymoon, which ended up becoming a murder weapon, because of course it did. (laughs) She was really hurt that he would give it away because it meant something. And it was one of their stories. And she still cherished that moment of them going to a sale and him buying something for her at the sale. And if she didn't care about him or the object, it wouldn't have hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And it
2: looks like people have a lot of opinions on this. I know. I'm looking at some, I'm like, ooh, everybody's kind of, yeah, throwing something up. I mean, what? so this is the other
0: part of the question, I think. So now that Tiffany is told the truth, also, this woman who is not dead. I mean, that is the major spoiler that this woman that is, who yeah,
2: exactly. was bones <laughs>
0: <laughs> is still alive at the end of the book. But if she had not revealed this to Sarah, what would their relationship be? Because Sarah would still think, oh, he cheated on me. But does this reveal change that? Should the reveal be the only thing that matters? I don't know if that little nugget of information is the true key to their relationship or if that's just gonna, I don't know. You guys are kind of looking at me like, mm, we're not sure. I see Annie has a little bit of a thought. She has a little smile on yeah. the face.
1: Look, she's continued to read though, too. So <laughs> she,
2: yeah. she knows more than we do. See, and this is that's one of the reasons I keep going. And honestly, this is when I get frustrated with books. I'm like, make a choice. <laughs> you know, but you know, I don't like being dragged, you know, dragged along, you know, even like on a TV show. It's like sure. oh, it's just, Ick one already, you know, you get tired of it after a while, but she does make a decision yeah. and then it kind of backfires a little bit. And then she realizes it wasn't a good one. So I was going to say,
0: yeah, I, I yeah. started, I read the first book in the series a long, long time ago and I hit a wall when it came to love triangles. So I had to take a break because like this is when I was getting really mad with Hannah Swanson too. I'm going, choose your love interest and move forward with your life. I need the story right. to sort of change. I right. mean, love yeah. triangles can sometimes get on get get to me. So it had taken a little while that I did pick up the series again because I met Sherry last year for Malice, and so I wanted to prepare to talk to her. So it's been a while since I've read them. So I do know who she chooses and. <laughs> I, I'm not upset with her decision. I, I kind of get it by that point. Yeah. I mean, I, all y'all have to do is go read the book blurb for book nine because I think that's the latest <laughs> thing coming out and his name is in the book blurb. So if you're that interested, you can, fo- I mean, it's not easy.
1: You, you can follow up on
0: the spoiler.
1: <laughs> it's very quick. I love that it. it's such a long running series. That's Yeah, amazing. that's awesome. That's always exciting when I hear that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I haven't looked that far ahead. I knew there was a few, but I didn't realize there was nine. Yeah, awesome. I just saw Boo Hannah Swenson. <laughs> I just saw that.
0: I think, like for me, it was one of those we mentioned. I mentioned this during the last live stream. Timing is everything. I think I had just been reading a Hannah Swenson where it was going, Mike, her other love interest, Mike, the other love interest, Norman over here. I'm like, okay, Norman, Mike, choose your guy. And then I finished the Hannah book. And then I picked up the next one in the series and we were still in the love triangle. And I'm going, I can't right now. I just can't do it. So then yeah. I moved on to another cozy, but obviously I went back to it, but I had just been reading a Hannah book and then I was going no more love triangles. Not right
1: now. My brain, yeah. my emotions. No, we're done. Cool. So I'm not super fond of love triangles either. Yeah. I mean one or two books, but past that, figure it out. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I just saw this one about the mystery part
0: rather than romance. Oh yeah. So Here's my question. This is going to sound, again, my little academic brain kicks into high gear. Tiffany had only been missing a week. I know vultures, also, I've never seen a vulture here in Massachusetts. Maybe they're unique to one area in this fictional town. But I highly doubt she would have been stripped of everything and have just been bones in a week unless acid was involved somehow.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So why did they I really agree. think these bones were Tiffany? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because she was the only missing person that they they knew of recently. But I agree, it. I same thing. I, I was struggling
2: with that the whole time. What I did know. they do? Dip ran a barrel of acid? <laughs> I mean, not to be gross, but between my husband's job and my daughter is an EMT, and she was has seen bodies that have been out in the woods or in a house for a while. And it takes a long time for them to get to that point. Like a very, very, very long time. And mm. yeah, it wouldn't have been a week, you know? So. I mean, yeah. I've seen all yeah. the seasons of CSI, like, but. Ugh. Yeah. I
0: was, I was going to say, you need to ask your daughter and be like, what is the actual... Again, this might be one of your mystery components in one of her future books here. Again, before a <laughs> well-known household name. Be like, honey, how long does it take for a body to fully become just bones? Also, yes. the fact that he had this corner in the family, it was just very convenient. But also, this guy just had the Jane Doe bones ready to give and had no questions. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking all of a sudden. Wait a minute. Who were the bones? He's
1: just like, I, yeah,
2: sure. Here are some bones. Have fun. I got It sounds like later. a long yeah.
1: episode about
2: to happen. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know what? Thanks for taking <laughs> them off my hands. I wasn't sure what to do with these, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to me, she was not the bones. Also, if you find bones like that and they're saying, oh, we have other DNA tests that are priority. I think the finding of the bones <laughs> would be at the top of the DNA <laughs> list of things to do. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: just that out there.
0: Oh, <laughs> no body, no crime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was an episode of Psych where Sean's saying, Do you guys have that on a poster somewhere? And Juliet goes, It's just something we say because he lost the body multiple times throughout the high school reunion. I don't know if y'all have seen that show and get the reference, but, but I love I that. You yeah. just reminded me of Sean. I'm going, Yep, Spencer moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yes. The vultures. I don't know if I've ever seen them, but I'm sure someone really? would have noticed them. <laughs> they're big. They're, they're,
2: yeah, they're really big. big. Yeah. They would have been noticed and loud. <laughs> yeah. Especially at oh, the back of thrift store. By kind of thrift shop, you know? Yeah. So oh,
0: I'm seeing some people are still talking about Hannah. Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you my personal, my personal selection here in the movies. I am a Mike person. In the books, yeah. I am a Norman girl. I'm just oh. going to tell you. Wow. <laughs> but other people are still wondering about the bones as well. So yeah. that was it. my it only thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, but
2: yeah,
0: also I love how Sarah breaks the ex-wife mold with Tyler and or our bad guy, because I just realized I said <laughs> the name of said murderer or the bad person here. So you can spoiler alert that. So our bad guy gives her the bloody shirts. And instead of going right to the police, she actually calls the ex-husband CJ and tells him like, Hey, this, I, uh, here's this piece of evidence. Whereas he was banking on her turning them in. So she went against the stereotype, which I actually yeah. really liked, even mm-hmm. though it was kind of not the smartest thing in the world to be hiding right. evidence and then not tell anybody. I mean, yeah. I'm not really sure how yeah. y'all feel about that, but I yeah. like the fact she didn't just do the traditional, Oh, I'm the scorned woman. And she even has yeah. that line in the book of hell hath no fury. right? And right. she's like, no, we're not doing that. I, I just like that. It was different. I don't yeah. really like yeah. that she was hiding evidence, but I like the fact she was doing the different ex-wife vibes there and I love that you guys are commenting like crazy. I can't even. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and then the so there was that mm-hmm. and then there was the scene in CJ's apartment where she was attacked and she didn't tell anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, cuz I would just have to see I would be reporting to CJ anyway, so yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Well, for one thing, I mean there's there's two problems there. Not saying anything when you've been attacked, but you were attacked in his apartment. So somebody was probably looking for him. I would think. So as protective as Sarah was over CJ in a lot of ways, she's like, "Eh, somebody broke into his house and attacked me while I was there." Eh, not saying it anything.
2: happens. It happens, especially in small towns. The sure. police chief, the police chief's house. I mean. <laughs> You know, don't people wait around in your guys' house and closets? I mean, I'm pretty sure that. everybody in
0: any surrounding area would have heard me screaming by a certain <laughs> point, And they would have been calling 911 for me. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to call. Somebody would have just been like, okay, something's <laughs> happening, something bad. And the dog Lexi, so Lexi is not a girlfriend as much as our fun police officer wants to kind of make her mad and jealous, but Lexi the dog is barking and losing her mind too. So I'm kind of curious why none of the neighbors thought to, Hey, something's right. happening. Right. Oh boy. Yeah.
2: I know. I, know. I
0: know. Okay. I've watched way, way too many crime shows when it comes to this, That like, cause I have all the references on the tip of my tongue. So for criminal minds, when they brought in one of the new characters, Penelope, our computer genius, Hears some say oh I gotta get home to my girl Roxy and she's assuming Roxy is one of his little his many lady friends right. and so this yeah. reminded me of the exact same joke yeah. I love <laughs> so that I, like I kind of weirdly was like is this the criminal minds reference <laughs> so I don't know if she intended that but it made me happy because it reminded me of Penelope and um uh, yes. there's the love interest I like how you're yeah. nodding like you know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: I just thought yeah. it was cute. agreed It was, it was very cute. I thought right away, I bet you Lexi is a dog. So I was, Mm -hmm. please. (laughs) Yeah. Fine, she was. Yeah. Oh,
0: here's a good point. So the gunshot phone calls. (laughs) Yes. I like how Paula's eyes just widen. So I'm like, your thoughts on the gunshot phone
2: calls? And like somebody said, especially as a police spouse. Yes. Okay. So again, two things the police spouse, the, any, I don't care who you are,
1: report that somebody's calling you, waking you up at 5 a.m. or whatever time it was by shooting near the phone. Number two, who is doing this that lives in some place that somebody isn't going to hear this gunshot every day or every other day or however often it's happening and report that? I guess unless they were making the phone call from a shooting range or something, but other than that... That yeah. seemed a little strange to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, Come on, I Sarah. The recording or the same thing, but still, I mean, if anybody did, you know, if anybody got a call like that, yeah. But first yeah. thing I would think is exactly it's this chick that was with my husband. But still, I yeah. don't know.
1: So Sarah herself, as a character, isn't a dummy. No, mm-hmm. not at all. She's intelligent, she's capable. So what in the world are you not reporting these things for?
0: (laughs) I loved how when she finally called 911 because she thought she was being followed, the guy was going to actually write her up and say, you cannot waste phone calls, you cannot waste our time. And she's looking at him going, oh my gosh, I thought I was in danger. And the guy was taking our evil police officer who turns out not to be so evil. He's looking at him like, yeah, you want to do something? I'm going, this book is very optimistic about how well-respected police officers are being treated across the board. Yeah. But she does actually call 911 and she gets scolded for it. So the one time she really just, right, nope, I mean, I kind of now understand why she didn't keep calling 911 because clearly they didn't want to help her.
2: <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if, like, here's this woman who's been married for what they say, like, 28 years, 20 something years, all of a sudden, her life is totally turned upside down by somebody that she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with. Now she's like, I have no job. She didn't go to college. You know, she has no like she said, I've not had any work history because she volunteered her whole life you know, on the base and stuff. But she said she doesn't have a work history. Now she's like, what am I going to do? Maybe, you know, the author's like, she's maybe Sarah's whole thing is, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know what my next step is. I don't even know how to handle myself in any situation. You know, she's got a whole do over she's 30 something years old. And she's like, I don't even know how to take care of myself anymore. I've been taking care of CJ, I've been taking care of the base. I've been taking care of their kids, you know, as they call the SPs and stuff like that. Who knows? She's probably not even in the right mindset. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe we're supposed Very to think true. this character doesn't even know what's up or down anymore. She's still trying to figure things out. You know, oh, she's yeah. li- she's been with somebody since she was what, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's like, gunshots at my phone there's bloody clothes in a bag
0: <laughs> you know? oh no i'm just like nodding with everything you're saying because yeah. you just reminded me of stella the next door neighbor the singing instructor she out ha- she doesn't have any friends that she can really truly confide in except for i think it was carol or laura there but stella the neighbor who she got along with all of a sudden she's going is this a suspect she didn't have too many people in her area because even then the two friends that she had were on base she was so isolated she didn't have she was joining the small town community it was growing but she didn't have people from the get-go and unfortunately our Italian restaurant friends they were not they were not going to be solving the mystery with her they were too busy cooking and feeding her because she cannot cook (laughs) which I related to, but yeah, Yeah. I'm looking at like, yes, exactly. There's so many things because if she had somebody who she could text and be like, Hey, next door neighbor, do you want to drive me to the police station so we can report this? But she didn't have
1: that. And it was really sad. And I think that's coming with Stella hopefully as the series continues, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Her whole life has turned upside down. So she may not be reacting like you would expect, I would expect. Yeah,
2: right. I mean, her whole world was CJ and base life, you know, and that's what a lot of military, you know, families and especially, you know, the spouses, they get wrapped up in, that's their entire world, you know, is every couple of years they have to move someplace else, they have to start over again, but it's still that, you know, that base life and their family and she didn't even have her own kids to focus on because they never had kids yeah so now all of a sudden it's like it's just her and now what now what do i do she
0: didn't even have the cozy companion to keep her company in her small apartment. i know (laughs) and people are commenting saying they were hoping cj would put a stop to the police harassing her because that feeds into this too right she's even yeah. more isolated because people are taking his side and she's not allowed back on base,
1: which was her home. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with Regina. You. yeah. You just yeah. had Regina's comment up there about how, you know, there's, there's no way CJ didn't know. Right. No, he's the chief. Right. Right. She's getting all of these tickets. He's got to know they're right. not, the other officers aren't hiding it from him.
2: Right. And it's a small town, it's a tiny department. He knows what's going
0: on. Oh, yeah. Because even the almost evil police officer Pellner there, he was so mean to her. And he's like, this is for your protection. But he's also saying CJ is a nice guy. Give him another chance. It's not really his place to get involved yeah. and say, hey, I like your husband. I'm going to make you miserable so that you'll turn to him eventually. Right. That makes no was, sense. That's a terrible plan. No. <laughs> it's a terrible yeah. plan. Who else? I saw... Comment, it was up here, but Meredith was referencing at one point how we had Sarah and Seth have a one night stand, and Pellner was using that as leverage against her. So, what yep. do you guys think about her and Seth about Pellner saying Lowell. Lowell? And also, by the way, Lowell is a town, and for some of the book, I'm going, he makes it sound like it's a person, not just like an area. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you know, Lexi the dog instead of Lexi is the girlfriend. The way he would say it, it was like Lowell was the one night stand. Like, no, she was not sleeping the entire town of Lowell. Right. Yeah. Right. But what did you think about Seth and how this was used to hang over her head? Because I see other people were commenting about this as well. So this is something that
1: definitely seemed to landed with some of the readers. Well, I thought that when it came out, and I knew Lowell was a town because I've been there. So but I thought that when, when it came out what the problem at Lowell was, yes, yeah, she had a one night stand. But after her and CJ were already separated, maybe divorced, I thought that she was letting Pellner put too much weight on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I also don't know how many cozy mysteries actually have the main character engaged in a sort of one night stand and it kind of, Obviously, Late. Seth stays in the picture and he does not just stay the one night stand, but it, that's how their relationship starts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so I don't want to spoil later in the series. I'm not going to get into I'm not going to spoil anything about who she chooses or anything else. But she was separated. They were actually officially divorced. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the book, when she's going, wait a second, did I cheat on him? I felt I'm um,
1: going, oh, sweetheart, please don't think that I can't deal I with this right now. Know. My emotions. I so. thought was And then I really liked the twist that, you know, she thinks this random guy that she met in the bar, that she had this one night stand with. And how does Pellner know? And then it turns out, Seth's the new DA. Mm -hmm. I was
2: like, ooh. Yeah, not only is he this, you know, the most eligible bachelor in the state and his family, he's like, they're kind of like the Kennedys kind of thing. But yeah, he's going to be working with CJ, you know.
0: That was when she cut off the contact with him. I noticed that right away because him using it as leverage only works if, she still cares what cj thinks but then you find out oh wait a second he's he makes the pledge he's going to be working with all the small town police force chiefs and everything else and she's she doesn't even think he knows her name she's like okay it's a really good thing he just knows me as babe because she did not want to be a point of conversation between him and cj (laughs) and i felt so badly that she was letting cj impact her relationship or what like even on the slight chance that he ended up working with cj Cause there was no guarantee he was going to be interacting with him all the time. Or he could have just gone there as like a little PR press release of like, Hey, I met the person and move right on with his life. She's, she's guessing what might happen. And so even the off chance that he might engage with some sort of communication with CJ, she's going, no, 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 no relationship. I'm done. I'm going, Oh, you don't do that. He's smart. He's nice. He likes
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. And CJ's last name is hooker and she took her maiden name back of Winston. So (laughs) The right. chances that Seth is just going to randomly bring her up to CJ is
2: very small. Right. Right. Now, what did you guys think of James? Not Jim. Not Jim. <laughs> Not Jim. I wrote that I thought, was very, I I thought he was probably the killer. <laughs> I thought I was a little suspicious of him. I was a little suspicious at first, too.
0: I was thinking he might end up being a potential love interest for her the very first time I read the book because he just mm-hmm. seemed to care about her so much. And oh. he was the one person who seemed to always notice when she broke away from the crowd and go over to her and be like, hey, are you all right? Or he was the one she turned to when she needed help. I mean, she didn't call Seth or she didn't confide in CJ because he was even questioning her motivations. She was talking to Jim. And I'm, I mean, not Jim, Jim, James, not Jim. Jim, not
2: James, <laughs> not Jim. <laughs> hello <laughs> and he's and she kept saying how he's older you know he joined up a little bit older he didn't join us well he's right 30 so clearly he's over the hill because she's 38 yeah. he's younger than her which
0: also had been against stereotype which i would have loved i would have yeah. loved for a 38 year old female
2: in a cozy mystery to end up with a younger male i would have lost my mind I know. I so excited Great. <laughs> So, you know, he's like you said, he kept breaking away from the younger ones, you know, to just kind of talk to her. I was a little nervous, not in the very beginning, but kind of there, I guess in the middle a little bit, especially when he caught them going through Tiffany's room. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, What are you guys doing? I'm like, Oh,
0: you are not yes. everybody seems to think he was he was a potential mm-hmm. not red herring. He was a potential killer moment of he might be the bad guy here. He might be the yeah. one who killed. So apparently he did
1: not give the romantic vibes to everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that's why he was coming over to have dinner with her and and being helpful. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like Annie just said, the scene where he caught her and oh, Jessica. Uh, oh, Jessica, Jessica going through Tiffany's room, I thought, uh oh, that's why he was cruising down the hallway and stuff because he's mm. the actual killer right
2: <laughs> <laughs> so and he always seemed yeah. to be right there when yeah. you know he had a call for help or you know or something like yeah. that you
0: know? I, I knew this woman was not going to be the killer but if something happens to her in future books I don't think I would mind Dana. Mary Joe, our local town gossip Oh, sweetie, you have to learn to cook for your man and then he'll stay. When she ever said she would would love to do a sermon on keeping couples together, what did you think about Mary Jo, Dina, and Dina's husband is Ted. So what did you think about this whole gossip side, red herring story? Because again, if Mary Jo ends up as a deceased body at a future garage sale, I'll
1: get over it very quickly. Good with that, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I would be good with but that. She's
0: the one who points us at Dina and Ted, and then we fall down that rabbit hole. So yeah. Oh, yeah. what did you think of Dina and the local issues going on with that little back and forth tug of war? I like the face, but all,
1: you, you both have faces like, oh, Dina. <laughs> well, Dina, she, at first, the first conversation with Dina, she seems like she's a friend. Mm-hmm. And I think they were when when mm-hmm. Sarah was still on base. And then she, she turns like that. And so then I was convinced Dina was a killer. My <laughs> so, no. love
0: like Mary jo being found in the bushes. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like how people, I, I mean, when it comes to cozy mysteries, they have those little tidbits and pieces of advice of you never kill the animal or you have to have a reason for the mystery. The, the other one is it, it, you typically don't like the victim and I'm going if she, she might be brilliant as a writer, setting us up going, oh, when this character drops, we're going to be okay about it. Because I know when it comes to planning series, you have to think about who you might be willing to lose. If she yep. wants to lose this character along the way, I'm okay with that. So maybe but then she's also going to the long game.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> Sarah walks back yeah. in
2: and she's on the phone going, so you won't believe who is. we married. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So is Mary Jo going to be a long-term nemesis for Sarah, though? And, you know, just the the quirky, gossipy character who is, you know, back in the 1940s with how you're supposed to treat your man. (laughs) Can we also just acknowledge that this
0: woman, (laughs) she she's working in the religious organization and she's. She walks behind the pastor's desk like, this is where I belong. (laughs) Yeah, That killed me. And that's one of those writing details that just makes a character come alive and you get that impression. So I know that this did not contribute to the mystery itself or pointed you in the direction of Dina. But I mean, for some reason, that scene... I just thought Sherry Har- like I thought Sherry Harris was just like right on point going like oh you can write because I have all the emotions right
2: now oh, yeah for sure I immediately pictured um what's her name on Harry Potter is it Umbridge oh yeah yeah oh yeah totally pictured her right away you know when she was talking about her I'm like oh the pink suit and everything yeah
0: oh yep yeah. so Dina
2: yes
1: she oh, yes.
0: she gets her band. That's that, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. I was like almost on the verge of tears for some uh-huh. reason. I know it's a fictional book, but I'm going, oh, she's losing her friends oh. or, in the world she's known. I'm going, uh-huh. she didn't just lose the husband. Now she's losing her community yeah. that she's actually. Right. You know, uh.
1: Yeah, I agree. And again, that speaks to Sherry Harris's writing mm-hmm. that she can ev- evoke those emotions yes. in us over the characters because we, yes. think, we feel like they're real.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, Sarah gave so much of herself. She devoted her life to this base for, you know, how many years? And then it was like, now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, no, nope, you're done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did like that. This was probably one of those
0: writing moments where I'm going, oh this is really clever. The two kids she's sitting behind, she actually gets the information about Dina's kids and she learns about the family dynamics and then she's able to ask Stella cuz she's the voice teacher to one of them. So we learn about the parenting styles and this woman is like is going out to have the affair and like and she's the drug connection. I'm like you should be thinking about your like go go to his <laughs> softball game, like go go do something else. You have plenty right. to keep you busy. But she even lied about the affair being with someone who worked at the gate. Right. <laughs> there was yeah. no real point in that lie. So yeah. that threw me off because I kept thinking someone on the base was going to turn out to be her affair partner, the mm-hmm. guy she was cheating with. Even I even started to think, oh, maybe it's not a guy she had the affair with and she's trying to cover up something that she's not mm-hmm. ready to reveal to the world yet. But I did not solve the mystery of who her lover was.
1: Mm-hmm. I did neither. Me neither. No, who definitely. the killer was for that matter i yeah i i'm I mean, curious i asked on I instagram if you guys cheated. solved it i'm yeah, sorry I, I didn't feel cheated like that he came out of left field because he
2: was there mm-hmm. there was yeah. enough little things planted but i just didn't i was so surprised i never would have made the tyler tiffany connection no None. And I think I, she even
1: told us. I think it was probably in there somewhere. She told yeah. us and I breezed yeah. right over. Mm-hmm. I think maybe
0: the signs with Tyler had to do with the fact that he was one of the very few characters she never felt truly comfortable around because he didn't know how to interact with her. But even the characters mm-hmm. she was having issues with, the police officers harassing her. They had that back and forth dynamic. But when she tried to talk to Tyler, he was more of the wall. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's just introvert. I'm like, nope, he's That's a killer. <laughs> I maybe thought That was, was my so clue awkward. that he
1: didn't want to converse with her. I thought he was just socially awkward.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Me too. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought, hey. hey, he's the single guy <laughs> living next door. He's not married. Yeah. He doesn't have an animal. So I always talk to the, I mean, I talk to the dog, like she's going to understand me and respond back. So even when you have the animal, you're still talking like maybe he just doesn't use his voice that much. We don't know. Yeah. So I didn't really guess Tyler. I yeah. I wouldn't mind it if it was Dina. If Dina
1: is gone for future book,
0: <laughs> bye bye, or Mary Joe. But I didn't really. Yeah. Have, he wasn't
1: yeah. my guess. Yeah, and even Ted, Dina's husband, he was not a nice
2: person either. No, well. no, not a great family. <laughs> no.
0: Have we concluded that he did have an affair with Tiffany or he did not have an affair with Tiffany? Because he's in possession of love letters. I think and he Tiffany did. pretty much spilled so. her guts at the end. But when she was telling all of her secrets, I don't think he was mentioned. Hmm. So I still feel like that, that one was a little up in the air. Like you kind of get to draw your own conclusion because she's, she went after multiple men we know about. Yeah. But she didn't mention that when she was telling Sarah everything. And we know Sarah kind of rushed out of the ambulance after the biggest reveal. So maybe Tiffany didn't finish telling her all the secrets, but I just kind of wanted to flag that of like, what was Ted's story? Like, did we finish that?
2: Good point. He kept them, right? I mean, he kept the notes. So why would he keep them if they didn't mean something to him? Right. OK, yeah. people are saying they definitely had the affair, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which
1: was a OK. So so back up away from the confessions when when Sarah was in the Browns garage and took all of the notes. Mm-hmm. You can't take the notes because now <laughs> there's no way to prove that that's where the notes were found. Right, right.
0: Oh boy. I liked how CJ was going. They would have found the notes and I'd be out of jail, but you took them. (laughs) (laughs) He was so upset with her and and the poor guy. He's looking at her. Like, I don't know what your motivation to help me is because he's thinking she deliberately took the notes away to make sure he stayed in jail. Oh,
2: Oh, Sarah. Yeah. And I don't think that, I mean, he's got to be dumb for thinking that because she hid the shirts or, you know what I mean? She didn't show them the shirts. Sarah was helping him all this time and getting herself into trouble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks like everybody's. <laughs> she should have just taken the pictures. Yeah. I, yeah. I. With taking of the notes, that was a giant. I don't know. What would the terminology or phrase uh-huh. be? It was like a <laughs> wrench in the plan almost. Yeah. It was. Oh, she, she
1: didn't think it through very well. Mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know if she ever really learned police procedures because, again, I want to actually know how CJ got the job because maybe they did think he he could be corrupted. We don't really find out why CJ got this job four months after he was let go, because even though he has this very nice background and he, he is very intelligent, don't you have to go through police officer training and go through their schooling? Like, how did he just become the chief of this town? So I can't even say she was the police officer's wife who heard about crime scenes and learned the intricacies. I mean, she didn't even say she watched crime shows. I I remember it was Aurora Teagarden. You know, she's the crime expert. That's what her master's is in. So she was well versed. Sarah didn't have that at all. So I kind of give her a little bit of a pass, but not really. But again, right. I also am still curious how CJ got that job. That's a lingering question in the back of my mind. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even though that in the Air Force, you go through police, like a police school to be, you mm-hmm. know, a police officer. When Brian got out of the Air Force, he still had to go when he got hired, before he got hired on. Well, when he got hired on, you know, with his department, you have to go through an actual police academy, you know, because it's, it's not the same thing, <laughs> you know? That's what I was curious about because... Totally different worlds, so... (laughs) Like,
0: is he qualified for the job he has? I mean, maybe there's a reason Pelner and Pelner's wife were upset. Maybe because he actually was in the police force for some
1: time. I don't know. Okay, so can we talk about a fluffernutter sandwich?
2: (laughs) Yes. Have you had one? No. You've never heard of them before? No. oh so i didn't really, know that was a new england thing it until it was in the book
1: and like such a huge sugar rush headache nausea i <laughs> well, didn't you know that was unique that at all
0: <laughs> kids <laughs> used to have those at lunch like they would have them in their lunchbox. really like, yeah when they at school well then you know moms when they would pack the lunch oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The parents moms and dads when they yeah. would put the lunches together kids used to have them I mean, I don't know if it was always on white bread like it was in the book. Sometimes it might have been whole wheat, but they definitely have them. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, me, my dad me, makes me them. He does that, that randomly oh. when he wanted to, he had a sweet tooth moment because of the okay. fluff. <laughs>
1: yeah. that okay, so it's not until,
0: I just saw this comment pop up. Okay, so this is new information for some people,
2: but I mean. So maybe not West Coast, because we have it in <laughs> the Midwest. Maybe just not my family. I <laughs>
0: I liked the fact that it was a quick little snack because I very much related to Sarah not being able to cook. So I liked that the one thing that was referenced was something that was very easily made. I'm like, yes, so is the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but even her, I loved it because it was true. I, again, I think I relate to Sherry Harris and her writing here because the line had to do with cereal of how it's either tasting like cardboard or it tastes like sugar. And there's no yeah. in between. I'm going, She's right. <laughs>
2: yeah. <it's> true. <laughs> yes. I don't know, but I was hungry throughout this book. I mean, constantly wanted to eat for what a time? Down.
0: She wanted? Oh, I this is what I wrote down. She needed the lobster roll for lunch. <laughs> She's like, I need the lobster roll. <laughs> like that was her comfort go-to. Mm-hmm. I loved how she was just like I need my I need the lobster like I need this Oh, Angelo how he was talking about being poor and he had to eat the lobsters that story was so I mean it rings true but it's yeah. again unique to the New England area it reminded yeah. me of m- a murder she wrote episode actually but it wasn't it wasn't the same thing I thought that was very clever with Sherry Harris because it was mm-hmm. a unique story but also kind of paid homage to the lobster being one of the areas, you have the clean shelter. For some reason, I just love that. Like those little details just made things come alive for me. I love that backstory. I love that. Yeah. I love that people are still talking about the fluff. I thought it was really, really clever how she had the food talk in the book without it being a restaurant or a cafe book, but we still had that cozy food Mm -hmm. check mark. We even had a little bit of Lexi with the cozy companion. So she kind of was hitting all the marks, but I liked that even though this character wasn't a chef or
2: a baker, we still had some food stuff in here. Yes. <laughs> I did love the whole New England feel, you know. Yes. I, I, New love England's that. one of my buzzwords.
1: If if somebody uh, cozy too. is set in New England, yes. give it to me. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh, I love it.
0: So the fluff and <laughs> is the sandwich. One side you put your marshmallow fluff. On the other, you use your peanut butter, and voila, you have your sandwich.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> Paula, you would go into a coma. <laughs> I would, right? Yes. No.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, this is this was one of the references. Yeah. I think this is why I thought of the Murder She Wrote episode because it was one of those Jessica fun facts that only Jessica knew in the moment. But it's
1: true. Right. Yeah. I, I remember. I probably saw that too because I know this. and Yeah. From that episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I also okay this I
0: just saw this pop up what a character love how right. his mobster cousin
2: who was an attorney to assist if necessary that. that was great yeah. but wait they're not mobsters they're just family they're in real estate <laughs> in real estate
0: yeah you just I love that I mean also I I kind of wanted that phone call even if nothing came of it because I just wanted his dialogue
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, everything about the Denapolis I loved so much. I just, oh, the whole group. Yeah. So, and then uh, they're just, they're even more in the other books and. Oh. Yeah.
1: I know, yeah. it's been so Angela, long. Like, Angela, you know even...
2: that you don't want this, you
1: want this today. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. Because <laughs> yes. even if I order what I want, I'm going to get what Angela <laughs> said. <says. laughs> that was funny.
0: What was it that she said? The one of the soups was especially good because he added something, but he doesn't know what he added. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just saw this pop up. Seth being the lawyer cousin. That would have been an interesting twist. Oh, that would have been been funny. That would have been cute. Although I would have been very curious about him being the DA and having some questionable connections.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That could have made things more interesting. Mm hmm. There actually is some interesting things with Seth's connections later.
1: Ooh, foreshadowing.
2: Yes. I love how you're like, I know things. <laughs>
0: <I> oh, <know. laughs> this is, I love this. I love a cozy where the MC is surrounded by a solid group of people who love and support them. I think you just oh, wait, there's there's mysteries and
2: why we love them. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. And oh. that's why you're going to love Miss Paula's book that's coming out next oh. year. Annie what it's it's so good I got to read it already it's so good gonna love it gonna do you have an it. official publication date yet yes,
1: yes. January 16th 2024 okay. I officially got the cover art yesterday and it's so cute it's cute it's really it's cute it's so cute
2: it's so good so <laughs> yes. So, I love how Annie's her PR. Really awesome like,
0: like, you gotta read this. You're the you're the best friend who's like, you gotta read her book.
2: You gotta do oh, it. It's so good. I got to do a beta read on it when she was finishing it up. And oh, it's so good. You'll get all the cozy feels and it's funny. Oh, it's so good. And there's food in it. It's not a foodie book, but there's food in it. There's pie. Lots of pie. Yeah, you pie. <laughs> oh, so you're good. Pie and French yeah. fries. Oh yeah, French fries too. <laughs> That's so
0: exciting, though. You're like the countdown is on. Oh, yes, so exciting. Six months, but yes, lots of fun characters. So I was gonna say, is there still goats?
1: <laughs> Not in this one. The goat. Oh, the goat is my second series that is coming out in March.
0: Oh, so I have to wait another couple of extra months for the goats. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, but still good. That one's good too. <laughs> I think that's great though that you have two different you have two different things coming out. You have January
1: and then March. You're gonna have a very busy few months at the beginning of 2024. Yeah, well, the second one, the GOAT, was originally it's two different publishers. I signed contracts two days apart. I got offers two days apart on my on the two different series and signed signed the offer two days apart. It was it was very a whirlwind. The one that's coming out in January was January 16th. And then I got the publication date on the Zen goat. I call it series. And that was supposed to be like three weeks later. So we actually pushed that back a little bit till March To
0: So we but. have the question, what is the title of the book coming out in January? Can you reveal it yet or no?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. It's all revealed. It's already up for pre-order. It's called hammers and Homicide.
0: We're going to have to include the link to the book for pre-orders on the Instagram and Twitter so y'all can find it because we also have the question of how do I get my hands on this book?
1: So clearly people want to read. You're cozy. Thank you. <laughs> it is up for pre-order. Like I said, the, the cover art just came yesterday. So it's up for, it's through Crooked Lane and Penguin Random House distributes Crooked Lane. So it's up on their site, on Barnes and Nobles, on Amazon, on Bookshop. But all of it, the cover art is not there yet. So that's what you'll see if you go look at it right now. I don't know how long that will take. But Um, it's on Paula's, all her social stuff. It is. Yeah. The cover is uh, even on my website now. It's everywhere. And yes, I will need ARC readers at some point. Whoever asked that. I think it was Kim.
0: And yeah, I was like, you can see her Instagram information and her website URL is right there. And so I like how you have the cover reveal coming soon. And then it's right here. I don't know if my arrow is a part of this or not when I do this, but you can see the pinned photo. <laughs> so many social media platforms. I don't know how to talk yeah. anymore. I love how there's the reel, there's the short, then there's the TikTok video. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's. A, it, I'm like, it's a post.
2: Her exactly. post is a post. right
0: there for y'all. <laughs> and then
2: you, little miss, you also have books in the works. I when, do, my when my might- So Dawn, our amazing agent, has (laughs) sent my book out to some, it's on submission to publishers. So it's, I, until I got into all the writing stuff, I had no idea the work (laughs) that goes into all this and the, and the waiting long process. The waiting is just, oh, I have learned patience and I'm still learning (laughs) patience. Yeah. So it's out to publishers right now and you know some of them have asked for the full manuscript because she only sends a little snippet of it along with the about the book and so some of them have requested the full manuscript which is good so they're reading that and that's the part that takes so long so but it's gonna happen because I had the pleasure
1: of beta reading Annie's book and it is a delight it's set in at a resort in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. It's a lot of fun. There's great characters, quirky characters. There's Even though it's not a foodie, it's, you guys are going to love it. So follow her
2: Thank to you.
1: all the updates so, so you'll know when it's coming.
2: Thank you. It's a a and it's stuff. based on a place. It's based on a cabin resort that we grew up going to as kids. And yeah, it's still there in Wisconsin. And I even have pictures. Of it, and it's it's fun, mm. and the main character is based a lot on me and my goofiness. <laughs> I think you're sweet. <laughs> I don't. know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, but mm. so hopefully next year I'll have something to show. <laughs> but
0: mm. I, I'm excited. I'm going. I'm 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 waiting for the day when I can take a photo of the book cover and be like. Here's the here's the photo on Instagram. Here's the book review. I'm 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 excited for you because I know it's gonna happen. Just a matter of when.
2: Thank you, (laughs) thank you. So so for now, I'm just like pumping up my girl here.
0: (laughs) Well, as soon as you said January 16th, I'm like, oh, so it's coming out after my birthday, because my birthday is January 1st. But 12 days of cozy is December 1st through December 12th. And I'm thinking, I'm hmm, going to have to do a certain feature for a certain author. Cause the book is coming out right after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is
0: delightful. Nice. I just saw the comment. Where'd it go? You are. <laughs> That's so sweet. Aww. As soon as you said the character is based on you, she's like, I want to read that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
0: As soon as you said cabin, Aww. I'm also thinking like, for some reason I was like, I got the Christie. If they're in one place. Things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys get to say you knew them before, you're I mean, like, I remember when they were guests, and before these books came out, and before they were on the bestseller list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. Yeah, Paul and I immediately when we first met each other online, we were like, we're going to go on book tours together, and our books are going to be next to each other. <laughs> so yeah, and then we ended up with the
1: same literary agency yeah. with
2: the same agent. Yeah, we couldn't believe it. Yeah, when I called her, I'm like guess who's because who signed me she's like oh my gosh we're sisters now That's so funny. yes I just again I'm like almost
0: on the verge of tears because you're making me so happy the way you're talking about it because sometimes it can be like oh if I'm represented I'm you know I want to get the representation not, you know I want to succeed and it can be competitive and I just love that there's so much positivity and happiness and the authenticity and like how genuine this is like they really are great friends I think there's People have soul friends. They are like soulmates. They are soul friends. Like that is who they are. <laughs> like, they were meant to be friends. I just love how supportive you guys are of each other. It is just the sweetest thing. And I think that's something I've noticed when it comes to cozy mystery authors and like at Malice yeah, Domestic, think- like there's such a kindness. And I love that you guys have- yeah found that with each other. So I'm just going, Oh, this is so sweet. I'm like, I love that other people. Yeah. So yeah, they're lifting each other up like that. You
1: need those people in your life. (laughs) I I couldn't have a better person, a better friend to go on this journey with. It's Mm -hmm. thank
2: you. I feel the same. We met each other through, and I don't even know if we told you this Angela through Ellie Alexander's writing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we both were taking her course and Ellie has just been an amazing mentor to us. I mean, just, she's been fabulous. And then we just kind of hit it off through there and started messaging each other. And I mean, it just, just blossomed from there. And we have just, it, it's just, it's just been crazy. And, and then the day that we were video calling each other yeah. and
1: realized that we had like identical kitchens <laughs> mine in Washington and hers
2: in Indiana was <laughs> just like, what is going on? What is happening? (laughs) And it's just, I mean, and then we start texting each other every day and then we're calling Mm. each other and then encouraging each other and kind of crying with, you know, each other about stuff and just, and Paula was a little bit, you were about a year ahead of me in your writing. And so I keep saying, it's almost like she's been like a big sister following along Mm. and giving me advice. And it's just, it's just been really cool. And then, You know, we both did our first Malice together and it was like, and that's where we first physically got to see each other. That was the first time. Yeah. And then I wrote on my website and my little blog about us finding each other in the airport, which was just flipping hilarious. We both were just so overwhelmed at Malice of the kindness of the authors there. I mean, they say, don't meet your heroes. You know, you'll be disappointed. (laughs) The most amazing people there that just so encouraging. And like they said, lifting each other up and losing my boat here. You know, we met the other agency sisters and, you know, of ours and just the the most wonderful people. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul and I didn't sleep because we'd stay up till four in the morning talking every night. So sleep surprised when we got home. Oh my gosh, I slept for like a whole day. Of
1: course, Angela knows about a
2: little bit. A little bit. She might have been in on that. (laughs) I was so happy
0: to chat with y'all. And it was so funny. So I was going to try and surprise them. And I I put together like two little gift bags of swag and I was going to leave it at their door. And then I saw the maid service cart in the hallway and I'm going oh, I don't want to leave it at their door. I don't want her to think it's trash and take it away. So I I like did, I knocked. And I, again, my introvert nature is like bang, bang. Like it's this, I have the softest knock and I, I just wanted to like drop it off to say thank you for being so sweet and awesome. And then like they adopted me for the next several hours. Like it was an amazing I mean, random moment. You. Like I loved it. <laughs> and like and again I'm like I don't want to intrude and like welcome and they were so sweet they're like join the fun and like I got to hang out with them and it was great like it was the best like that was probably the highlight of my malice it was one of the it was literally one of the last things I did (laughs) then we sat quoting friends in the office and (laughs) ghosts and all that for the next so I know wow. they have me watching ghosts so I haven't seen the American version but I did binge watch the British version it was on Funny. HBO Max and I laughed my head off it was great yeah, was <laughs> yeah. Okay. oh yep yeah. so Malice Domestic <laughs> I mean I hope that you will attend and you will love it I think they already posted the
2: new tickets for 2024 yeah, I already bought yeah <laughs> you're like I'm already going I'm ready to go <laughs> it's amazing it's I mean and it's not just for authors it's mainly for fans Mm-hmm. So it's just there's a ton of authors there and,
1: yeah. and a ton of fans. We met some great, great fans. I've actually oh, already had coffee with a a lady that I met that's from my area. Um, that's that's awesome. not an author; she's a fan. And then you know, just just the everyone, like like Annie said, everybody is just so welcoming and so mm-hmm. amazing. To you know, from hardcore mystery writers to to cozy writers. Everybody's amazing.
2: Yeah. And so willing to help you and give advice and just amazing. And even some of the fans we had met, we were at a breakfast that Becky Clark, you know, cozy author had set up and we were, there were some fans and we were the only two other authors there. And one of the, one of the fans was a doctor and she's like, handing us her card. She's like, if you ever need any kind of help with medical things in your book, you know, contact me and then different other ones. I'm like, people are just, they're, they're awesome. You know, it's like cozy fans and authors are just the best, just so incredibly kind. So using Becky Clark going, "Mm, we're best friends now. We're just chatting, having breakfast together.
0: I think the fact that it's on the smaller side of events too, like you were able to have the breakfast and not feel rushed through it. Like you were able to have a sort of organic conversation. And so again, I don't mean this in a bad way, but book bonanza, I just went to it. Like everything, like you were on the entire day, like from the beginning, like I was awake every day at 5.00 AM. (laughs) And So then like till the very end and I didn't even attend the evening parties, but Mm -hmm. I think the fact that malice, I think they cap it at, probably 500 and you were able to have like a nice, probably breakfast conversation. You weren't rushing to the next panel. You weren't rushing to get somewhere. I like that it's on the smaller side because you can't have those interactions and you can actually go up to someone and they're not overwhelmed by so many people coming up to them. I think the fact that it's more, I think it's more personalized or more personal in general. So I think it's a really nice way that they help encourage that you don't get lost in the crowd, the sea of mystery readers and writers. Like you're able to have those conversations, and I love yeah. that you're able to be like, "Yeah, if I'm going to email you if I have a question about bodies. Like, how long does it take for someone to become a skeleton?" <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say maybe we should like ask her because I have questions about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a card in my office. I should probably send her shoot her an email. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so sweet, though, because
0: I love the fact you were able to meet someone and do something like that. And my favorite part is always the the Kensington giveaway. Like they give away all of the books at the signing. Yeah. I don't think any other event I've been to actually was just like, here are the books.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it was crazy. Annie and I went up to the to the main table and we're like, what is what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> Should we go to the bookstore
2: and get our books and bring them back for them to sign? Yeah. They're like, no. And the authors, I mean, they hadn't been wiped out and every single one of them was so kind and just like, Hey, what do you want me to write in here? And then Amanda flower was taking, had her husband taking Polaroids of her with everybody and signing them. We're like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? You know? And yeah, it was so cool. And they're just chatting. Everybody's just chatting with everybody. And, you know, I go up and Ellen Byron's like, Beth, because she recognized me from the website or, you know, from chatting on Facebook all the time. And I'm thinking, You're, this is crazy. This is crazy. Ellen Byron knows who I am, <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's so cool. Like these people are genuinely just lovely. So, yeah.
0: I'm glad that you had such positive interactions. And I love that the signing, you were able to engage and have those conversations because again, with Book Bonanza, like I was in line for one author for probably 45 minutes. Like you were in line, like you would go from one line to another line. And with Malice, you're able to have a very manageable line, but you can have the conversations with the author. Once you get up there, you can mix and mingle a little bit. And so you got to have that conversation with the fabulous Ellen Byron, Maria Dorico there yes yes you're like the agatha yes. award-winning i mean she has all the awards i don't even know what the ones after that it's like a list
2: <laughs> exactly you know and then when when hank p ryan is just walking along and you just chat up with her and you're like oh gosh, I'm talking to her. You know? <laughs> paul is talking to her and i'm like snapping a ton of pictures <laughs> trying to be cool about it like I,
0: yeah, when there's a big name author you're a fan of, you're just like, do I go talk to them? Am I allowed to talk to them? Right. If I talk to them, am I gonna sound any way intelligent or
1: eloquent at all? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like Ann Cleves, for instance. Yeah. I don't know how many times Annie, I walked like past her, like we're rubbing shoulders and I didn't say anything. Finally, I was like, okay. I'd like this micro chat with Ann Cleves. Come on. Real life. And then you're like, my husband loves you. It was, yeah, the the most socially awkward thing I could say, of course, but that's how I roll.
0: But I'd say that's <laughs> us. I think it's really cute that you guys did your first malice together. You're reminding me of the first Apollycon I went to because there was an author. I remember I was like looking at her and I went with a friend. Her name is Kate. She's an awesome romance reader. She doesn't really do social media, but shout out anyway. (laughs) And she saw me looking. she's like, just go up and say something. And she's like, then she took the arm, you know, locked arms and walked up with me so that She did that. And then the same thing happened at my first RWA. My friend, Tori, also just a random shout out. She did the same thing. was like, no, 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 we're going up. And she's like, we're fans of yours. And she started the conversation. So I love that you two did that together because I think every so often us introverts need a little someone to. We did. We kept, we kept having to push
2: each other a little bit.
0: (laughs) Oh, Krista Davis. She's awesome. You just reminded me. You just reminded me. Thank you. (laughs) I know that y'all joined last month's live stream and Paula and Annie were commenting. So if you do go back, you can see their their little user handles and the comments, Mm -hmm. they were there. But everyone loved, loved Murder, She Barked. So I officially organized the read-along. So the hashtag is up at the top and we have the books with their goal read dates or goal conversation dates, I should say. And since I had to organize it and post about it, Now we're going to pick this up. So for July, the second book in the series is hopefully on your TBR and we can have a July read along conversation at some point. So I have the hashtag. Hopefully we can use it across platforms. I might be working on something to have for July 18th. So hopefully things will play out in the background and I will be able to reveal said thing because since it's not you know, official yet i'm just not going to get your hopes up and then hopefully once it's official then i'll do the big reveal but there's also a character that y'all need to suggest oh names word. for we officially have a new cozy companion who's going to join the read-along with images and i'll post our new character cozy companion detective Aww. over on the instagram again but be on the lookout because we need to name him and he needs to sound like he belongs with Trixie and Twinkle Pod. I love the names, Twinkle P- and we have we have all the fun little cozy companion names. So our little guy needs to fit right in. So please make your suggestions because we are going to have to have a vote off at some point for that as well. And I totally just did that diversion. Dive I totally, totally went down the tangent moment there. But I you reminded me as soon as you mentioned Christy Davis because. i I was working on this so this is official this is happening there's a link on the website now so hopefully people can join in with that as well yay love that series it's so good i'm glad (laughs) it just reminded me i was like oh i want to make sure i mention this because it was something i had to spend a couple extra extra days there was a little i want to say two days two days of a delay between the June email newsletter because I had to work on the image and the graphics and everything else. But it's there, it's up, and I'm excited. It's a lot of work. <laughs> You're amazing.
2: I don't know <laughs> how you do it.
0: <laughs> I was trying not to yeah, Trixie toes. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. But please, please like enjoy the images and I hope that this read along goes well and you can join in. But yes, I just, you guys reminded me when you mentioned Krista Davis. So thank you. Thank you for that. I, otherwise, my notes have kind of been, they were color coded, but then they all got intermixed. So I don't know which paper goes where. <laughs> oh, and I don't want to forget. So we officially have <laughs> next month's book is... Survival of the Fritters, and it is Ginger Bolton. Okay. So I can officially add the check mark to tag for death. But we have more books. I love how it. We are officially halfway <laughs> through our 2023 TBR. That is kind of blowing my mind. So wow. please add Survival of the Fritters to your TBR. At get your copy from the library. Put it through your ebook order. Your paperback copy. However you enjoy cozies, please wow. get yourself a copy. And tonight, all of your comments are going to go towards the giveaway. So one of y'all is going to win two paperback cozies, courtesy of Poison Pen Press. So Syrup to No Good and A Doomful of Sugar, which I think are awesome titles. And so this is part of the Maple Syrup Mystery Series. So I think that those titles alone just make me want to <laughs> read these books. And the cat on the cover is so stinking cute. Mm-hmm. And then... There's another giveaway happening. So I'm going to post this on Instagram. I was originally going to plan it so that it was going to end today, but I thought, why would I have it end on the day when I can start it today and announce it, you know, announce it today and have it go live tomorrow so y'all can enter and you guys know right away, they'll be looking for it. So you get the inside scoop because you're joining the live stream. So someone on Instagram is going to win a paperback copy of Murders of a Feather. And so I'm going to actually ask about might as well start thinking the question to enter is what is your favorite type of cozy companion and what would you like your cozy companion to be named or what names do you like best for cozy companions so you can start thinking about some of the animal related cozies that go along with that because she is a veterinarian so clearly I needed an animal related question so those are my graphics I'm very proud of them
1: (laughs) they're
2: beautiful
0: thank you oh I'm glad I'm very glad I don't
2: know how you do it, honestly.
0: <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy putting these things together. And I really had a good time. This is going to sound really strange, but so I designed the background and I did the giveaway. Like I, I designed that and used the colors. I had the best time creating the color palette <laughs> because I, I try and use mostly gender neutral colors. And I, for some reason, I wanted the colors to reflect the book covers. You know, I want things to be complementary. So I wanted some light blue to go with the color for a doom of sugar so i was designing the background for it and i was having the best time i was like this is so great in my procreate app i was just it was great <laughs> and i may or may not have thank designed God. some additional stickers and things that are currently at sticker mule hopefully being printed so yeah. hopefully some things for the pause and claws read along and Aww. some animal cozies will be up for giveaways pretty soon if nice. they're in works thank you for listening to the cozy mystery book club podcast I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Tagged for Death by Sherry Harris. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, make sure you subscribe to the email newsletter. I know we briefly touched on email newsletters during the discussion, so I just wanted to highlight it once again as I'm saying farewell to you. I spend hours and hours putting together the monthly newsletter. I try and include all of the upcoming information that you could possibly need. When it comes to buddy reads, upcoming live streams, giveaways, opportunities, and so many other reveals, the email newsletter is where you get that information first. There is a reason why we touched on it briefly. Email newsletters can be very helpful and hopefully very entertaining. If you're not already a member of the newsletter family, make sure you join ASAP. Thank you again for listening to today's episode of the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to celebrate Cozy Mysteries with myself and the rest of the Cozy community. I hope we can chat about Cozy Mysteries again very soon. In the meantime, please stay kind and creative and have fun reading, writing, and sleuthing.